Welcome to another exciting podcast episode of the Decline and Fall of America. I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live worldwide from the brand new Holly Springs Studios and the Great Misty Beyond. Today we have a fascinating and interesting subject for discussion. We're going to be talking about what is now called America's News Deserts. What is a news desert? Well, these are cities and communities that no longer have newspapers. So there's no newspaper reporters to report the news in the community. So people, uh, even if they wanted to read a newspaper, can't because there aren't any newspapers left. This is a massive change in American society. 50 years ago, people read newspapers. They had them delivered to their doors. They, sometimes they read two newspapers. They did it at work. They did it at home. They did it while they were commuting on a train or a bus or a subway. No, no, not so much. There are a few newspapers left in some major cities. But by and large, there's a whole lot of cities now that no longer have any newspapers at all. Well, what's that called? It's called News Deserts. News deserts, an area where there are no newspapers. And today we're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss that uh, by an article written in the Guardian newspaper. The Guardian newspaper is not in the United States. It is located in England. And they recently wrote an article about this. So let's talk about it. I'll read you the article, and then afterwards we can discuss it, and we can see what you think. And does this have any meaning or implication for the decline and fall of America? So here's the article from the Guardian newspaper, and again, afterwards, we will discuss it. Quote, this is the headline, quote, America's News Deserts, the Death of the Great Alt-Weeklies. Here's the article, quote, the Village Voice's decision to end print publication is just the latest in an epidemic of alternative newspaper closures in the United States, which has left many cities with no local journalism at all. Is there any hope for the alt-weeklies? Here's the article. Again, quote, In the basement dressing room at the Gay Lounge in Baltimore, Scott Murdoch, who works by day in a health clinic and is about halfway into becoming his drag alter ego, Shonda Lear, with Billie Jean playing on an iPhone, Shonda applies exaggerated fake eyelashes as co-host Abby Kadara, wearing a white knit gown adjusts a Jane Fonda-style wig in the mirror. Quote, it's really disappointing, Shonda says, perfecting a chic couture, not just for us, but for the other fringe artists out there who don't have any mainstream exposure in the city. She is referring to the impending closure of the Baltimore City Paper, the local alt-weekly. Chandelier and Abi Kabara are fixtures in a renaissance of LGBT bars in Baltimore, many of which are popping up after years of closures. Every step of the way, they said the city paper covered their scene, while the mainstream media largely ignored it. Quote, we'd invite them, said Abby with a shrug, but they never came. So when the paper's parent company announced in July that the title, which has been hitting Baltimore streets in yellow boxes every Wednesday for 40 years, was being forced by declining ad revenue to print its last issue by the year's end, the impact was clear. Quote, they were the only ones telling our story, Abby says. She credits the free sheet with expanding their reach as performers beyond the gay community and into the rest of the city where she says people don't know what we do. From the opening of gay drag brunches, awards and fundraisers, they were always there, always. 
Well, the Baltimore City Paper is about one of 100 alternate alternative weekly publications across the United States, and each has its own distinct look, tone, and editorial position. But they are united by several things, sprawling narrative reporting, in-depth stories, exploring the fringes of city life, and as one editor put it, calling bullshit on the city's institutions in a way that feels that the mainstream media won't. Crucially, of course, they are free. City paper makes queer culture a particular focus, including a dedicated issue each year but also devoted a recent issue to an intricate play-by-play of the Baltimore Ceasefire, a week-long peace effort in the city which averages a murder a day. Another 9,000 words recently investigated the death and custody of a black man, not Freddie Gray, but Tyree Woodson, who is virtually unknown in the international press. Alt Weekly's brash band of reporting was a defining cultural voice for cities like New York, whose Village Voice had won three Pulitzer Prizes. But with mass newspaper consolidation and the decline of print advertising, people in all cities noticed that the quality of their alt-weeklies declined, said one longtime reader. The publications had long counted themselves as incubators of national journalism talent. New York Times media critic David Carr cut his teeth at the Washington City paper. One of his protégés was Ta Nashish Coates who described himself as essentially a knucklehead before alt-weeklies took a chance on him and other writers of color, such as Jelani Cobb and Pulitzer winner Colson Whitehead. Quote, can't imagine myself having right now without the city paper. He told the New Republic following Carr's death, I just can't. Staffers are not surprised by the Baltimore paper's design. The end seemed inevitable from the moment it was purchased in 2014 by the Baltimore Sun, itself owned by the Tribune Company, one of seven media giants that now dominates the U.S. newspaper landscape. The city paper staff moved to the Sun's brutalist high-security headquarters from their brownstone office where advertisers had been known to show up on press night with bags of quarters for last-minute classified selling everything from dog walking to dates. The comedian John Oliver dedicated several minutes of his late-night talk show to mocking Tribune Media's subsequent decision to rebrand its publishing arm as Trank, the sound of a stack of print newspapers being thrown into a dumpster. The company splintered, Trank went one way, and the company's newspapers and the Tribune Media's 42 television channels struck a controversial buyout deal with a global media behemoth, Sinclair Broadcasting Group. That $3 billion deal would bring Sinclair's TV news, which had been criticized, into 72% of U.S. households. Even though the publishing wing is a separate company, Tribune Media still owns a stake in Tribune Publishing and has a say in its operations. But Baltimore is not alone. Round after round of mergers and sell-offs have killed countless local papers across the United States. Days before the Baltimore City Paper's announcement, Tennessee-Knoxville Mercury announced that it too would close. Not even a billionaire benefactor was enough to save the Village Voice, which enjoyed a brief revival in its current incarnation. And on Tuesday, the paper said it would silence its print edition after 62 years. The past decade has been the deadliest, with hundreds of newspapers thinned out, shut down, and merged, resulting in an American urban landscape pockmarked with news deserts that has now left many cities with just one local newspaper, and in some cases, none at all. Denver, Colorado, was left with just one large circulation newspaper within the 150-year-old Rock, when the 150-year-old Rocky Mountain Times shuttered in 2009. 
Since 2004, the folding of century-old papers like the Daily Southerner in Tarboro, North Carolina, and the Journal Register in upstate New York have left these small communities without a single daily newspaper. Those which survive have typically been scooped up by a new guard of companies that aren't properly definable as publishers at all. And instead, they boast vast, multifaceted portfolios that can run the gamut from golf courses to newspapers, united only by the pressure to turn a profit in the short term or face closure. And with their free content and the perception of being less advertiser-friendly, the alt-weeklies are often the first to go. That loss has been felt by the readers. Well, that's the gist of the article. It goes on from there. But I think I've read enough of it where you kind of got the, the, the feel of it. What's happening? Americans aren't really reading these newspapers anymore, and advertisers can now advertise on social media. They can advertise on the Internet. They can advertise on cable TV and streaming TV and all these other places. And so advertisers aren't really looking to put ads in newspapers anymore. And also people aren't reading them anymore, and so they're closing down. They're not making money. They're not profitable. Well, listen, I'm not saying that they should be around forever. I'm not saying that once an institution is created, it can never die. I'm not saying that either. I'm just simply saying we now have news deserts. These are communities that have no newspapers at all. Nobody to cover local politics. Nobody to cover local murders or crimes. Nobody to cover local scandals. Nobody to cover local weddings and funerals. Nobody to do anything locally because there is no local newspaper. Well, what does that mean for a community? And these aren't small towns. We were talking about some pretty big towns here, aren't we? Some of them are major cities. So you've got cities now where people don't read. They don't read papers. There aren't any papers, even if they wanted to. What does this mean for the decline of fall of America? And is it that Americans are less informed now? I mean, surely there is so much information available on the internet, but are people really taking the time to read it? Or are they just jumping like little hamsters on a hamster wheel from one ring to another, from one website to another, looking at social media influencers and looking at Facebook pages and Instagram pages and Snapchat pages and just going from page to page to page really quickly and not paying much attention to anything and not getting in depth on anything. You know, I did previous podcasts that shows that the average IQ of Americans has declined in the last few decades. I've done some po- podcasts that you can listen to. It talks about how the educational system in the United States is in free fall collapse. And of course, I am now doing a podcast at this very moment about how many of our communities no longer have a newspaper. Well, does anyone care? Does this make a difference? Is this making our nation stronger or weaker? What impact does this have on the decline and fall of America? If there is nobody, nobody at all to investigate and write reports on anything that's happening in your local community, how well informed can that local community be? Or are politicians and our two corrupt political parties just going to steal even more than they're already stealing because there's nobody around to investigate and report on it? There's no transparency. There's no newspaper. And we all know that the bimbos and mimbos on the television news don't do any investigative reporting. They show up right before the broadcast. They read the teleprompter and they go home. They know how to do their makeup and their hair and they dress nicely and that's about it. I mean, nobody really expects these mimbos and bimbos to do any investigative journalism because they don't. So you're not going to get any real news coverage from the local news. They'll give you 10 minutes of sports. 
They'll give you 10 minutes of weather. They'll give you 10 minutes of commercials. They might give you the dog or the pet of the week. And of course, they'll have little mindless bimbo mimbo banter between each other, but you're never going to get any real news from them. That's just not going to happen. So no newspapers, no news, no information. People aren't informed. People don't know. People are unaware. People don't care. We don't have an informed electorate. Some people voting, but they don't even know what they're voting for because they're uninformed. Well, there you have it. Listen, you make up your own mind. I'm not telling you what to think. I'm just simply pointing out that the newspaper industry in the United States is in total collapse. Judge for yourself. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Does that make us stronger or weaker? What does that mean for the decline and fall of America? I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live from the brand new Holly Springs studios and the great Misty Beyond, wishing you a great day.